Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Julie Knudsen with the podcast Training the Pointing Labrador, episode number 164. And today's episode is going to be a brief G update. Uh, there's not, in one week's time, there's not huge things to update, but, but we are making slow and steady progress. So I'll do that. And then today's podcast, given the time of year, we're just beginning of August and we're going into the second half of the season, the late summer fall season, uh, before all the nationals come and before hunting season starts. So I want to talk about, based on the fact that the Olympics just closed up and, and for me that's always a, such an inspiring thing to watch. So to talk about preparing for competition and uh, doing the very best that we can. At least some ideas uh, for enjoying it a little bit more and maybe getting a little bit more out of it even than you have before. And some people listening to this don't need any advice at all and they're doing really well. So, you know, tune in again next week. Maybe I'll have something new for you. As far as G, uh, we've done, we're back on the Upland thing. And she was so excited about it. I had this filmed on, it was on Facebook where she, she what, the first bird was, a beautiful point um, and so that was a real nice and so I thought oh I've got to film this and so I filmed the second one and and man she can't find the bird a lot of dogs couldn't and then she just basically trampled it up and it flew off and she just stood there and watched it switch said all right we're we're making we're getting good headway on the D chase she wasn't even compelled to go after it so that was a positive so I'm happy with that uh, she's running pattern blinds going and stopping and she's also now in the swim by doing the water force thing. I said I, I always like to do that. As soon as I get the land stuff going, I like to kick right over into the water and just use the momentum that I developed, you know, with the go and the stop on land. And they're just really present for that kind of thinking. So it, it bodes well to go right into water. So all my guys that have been started the pattern blinds are now going through the swim by uh, portion of that. Plus, it's really hot. So you can, that's a, a, a challenging technical training thing you can do even when the temperature, at least maybe not down in Mississippi, but here you can do it and even in the, when it's really hot and get some real good training progress. So it's a good time for water uh, training for those of us that don't have super heavy humidity. Uh, it's uh, real nice for that. So things are good. Her marks are extremely good. Um, she is a really good marking dog, and everyone always thinks that about their dog. But I'm not that way. I don't own her, you know. So I and I would always be painfully honest with her owner. Uh, but that dog, when is a darn good bird finder. She doesn't look get come in too far away from home plate every time. So I'm real happy with that. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about competition. And I think that this is, if you know, it was hard to watch the Olympics this year with the COVID thing and there's no audience and everything was just kind of like it's been the last couple of years, just really different and kind of crazy. But I personally, I love the Olympics. I, I, uh, I was never good enough to ever get there, but I just love that stuff. And I, I love competition. And I've been competing in various things since I was a little kid. And I've, I've always had, and my dad was just a, a super kind of mean, but coach about all that. And I've just grown up with uh, preparation for competition and, and all that. So I, I want to take the things that I found useful and seen work for other people 
and just offer some things to people because in the world of now the field travelers they're a little more intense they they spend lots and lots of money and you don't really go enter a field trial if you're kind of just hoping or not really ready that is not a good place to do that <laughs> it's not welcomed and you know you're you're out before you hardly drove up so I'm not really talking so much to those people although I am still because serious about competition is serious about competition whether you're shooting rifles jumping on the trampoline or or running dog and dogs and retriever events one other thing that I think is real interesting my son's getting ready to run the Leadville 100 mile thing uh, first time he's ever run that distance and he's been getting advice he's coached as he should be when you do these kind of things he's he, he's uh, been getting all kinds of advice but the people that have done this stuff before him have have told him when it gets down to it on on race day and a hundred mile is a 24-hour race it's all mental you know and he's like and then I was told the same thing in Ironman now it's all mental I was like there's no way that is all mental on game day it is on game day whether you're running 100 miles racing 140 in all kinds of different medium or whether you're getting ready to go run a master field a finished field a started field whatever it is you're doing on game day it's almost all mental now I'm not gonna say all mental because you have another living creature there with you and so it's the two of you together and usually the dog gets blamed right but it's two of you together but for you it's a hundred percent mental for that dog it's their mentality and your mentality that they're dealing with and so your state of mind is what is going to be the key thing on game day and I think that's why sometimes people have a lot of problems because you go train your dogs you have a good marking dog dogs been trained they know how to handle that you know they point birds or they steady to flush whatever it is that the game you're playing so they do all that stuff right so it's like yeah, I'm ready they sh they should they, my favorite word right should they should do this because they're already and then stuff happens right and it's uh you don't know why or what why on this day and on the prior podcast where I talked about not teaching the dog to take responsibility for the work that they're doing that's a part of your preparation that's part of the training that's the stuff that you need to teach in the months and weeks ahead of what it is you're going to be doing so let's talk about we're, we've got the dog trained the dog does know what it's supposed to do and we have given it its own sense of responsibility for carrying out the work but the game day mentality is going to often be your make or break <clears throat> on I don't care if it's a junior hunter or started or whether it's you know the last series of the master national it's it's your mentality is all what you've got to work with right you've got your training done you've got all this stuff so now what you have to do is go into this with your dog in the right mindset and with the right thoughts and actions in your mind to make this really work for you and so a lot of people if you haven't competed a lot in your life that's kind of an unknown thing you know it's like what on the earth is she talking about most people are very nervous right 
people, there's people that have done this for decades that are nervous. I mean, I'm still nervous and edgy a little bit because I want so much for things to turn out well, and sometimes I don't have control of everything. And, yeah, but everybody gets nervous, and particularly when you're somewhat new, holy cow, you know, it's hard to set the nerves aside just to think clearly enough to do the right thing at the right time. Many, many times, particularly in the more, uh, at the upper level, the more challenging, tricky kind of uh, competitive events that we're in, many, many times uh, people go into that just on the assumption that everything is going to go just like it does in training. And when anything is different from that, then they lose this rhythm that they have from training. Correct? You lose the rhythm. And when you lose the rhythm, the music stops. And when the music stops, you have to think. And by the time you stop to think because something is different, your dog has gone, well, this is different. And then they opt into some different thing. And the, the whole deal starts to uh, unravel on you. And, you know, that happens to all of us. But how do you go into whatever level you're doing, hedging, hedging your bets as much as you possibly can? So, and particularly, and I'm going to talk about the dog stuff. I like to use the Olympics as a little bit of a, a metaphor for stuff, but, and I'm, but I'm going to specifically talk about dog stuff. So every good athlete, and forgive me for using this stuff, but it's such a good example. Every good athlete that you saw in the Olympics, even the ones that got 14th, and especially the ones that got the gold stuff and the silver stuff and the bronze stuff, every one of those people had been training and training and training right, for five years now. It's been a long time. They've been training and they've been working and they've been presumably they got there. So they're doing most of the right things. And so they've done all the preparation. And I don't care whether they're going to go run the marathon or they're going to do uh, the shooting, you know, or the archery or the wrestling or the weightlifting. If they go onto the mat or the road or the wherever they're going, if they go on to that kind of just empty-minded, you know, just like, oh, here we go. I'm going to go do it another day. I, well, I'll just tell you, they're not doing that. Not a one of those guys is just sort of walking in there going, hey, let's go do this again. They have, they have engaged on a mental level that m m most of us don't know. I don't know what it's like to be a top-shelf Olympic athlete. I have no clue the intensity and the focus and the conviction and the preparation that they all have going in there. But all of those people who do that, they have an entire mental thing that they engage the day before, the week before, the day before, the hour before, the minute before. They have these set of things that they do that puts them in the best state of mind to go be successful. And it is exactly like that when you're going to go run a dog. So what I'm talking about, let me just give some examples because we're all different and we do things differently. But let's just use a uh, setup and we're gonna use retriever stuff. We have a triple and a double blind, right? So we got a lot of stuff and there's a diversion and it's a walk up and you have honor at the same time. All right, so we have all of these pieces and parts to this. And you're going to have to go do this so in the first series because that's the only way you get to the second series on all of this. So what do we do 
What, what do you do on this? Now, I've said this in many, many of these uh, podcasts. For one, don't stand around. And nobody does this in the Olympics. And I'm going to keep using that. Don't stand around talking to everybody else. Which one are you going to I'm going to get that middle bird second. And I saw so-and-so, and I think, and then see how they can smell that over there. So then kick them a little. Don't listen to any of that. If you need to hear that to figure out what to do, you might not be running the right stake yet. You might not be quite ready for this stuff. So when you see what the test is, the one series that you're going to do, right, try to do it by yourself. Try to do it without anybody around and as much as you can or just tell everybody, I just, let me just, just get off by yourself and look at it. So we have a triple and the order is this and you see what it is, right? You see what the whole, the triple is. You see, you, you look at it, not just what do I have? Where are they? Oh boy, they could, if they go too far right, you're going to lose them in the cover over here. If they go deep, they're going to disappear over the hill over here. You don't overthink it. You don't analyze it. You don't decide a strategy. The first thing you want to do is just see what is there. The more you think and analyze, usually the nervouser and nervouser you get. So I would suggest to people don't analyze and certainly don't listen to someone else who is. Go look at this triple. See what it is. See where the birds are. See what it looks like to be the, the phenomena that the dog's going to experience out there without judging this stuff. Oh, do not judge it. That'd be like the high dive. You know, there was perfect scores in the super high dive. You know, and if she went up there and went, holy crap, that's really high. Man, I, you know, I've done this. There's none of that. There's no thinking like there's no an, an analyzing and judging. There's none of that. There's here's where the board is. There's what the what looks like from this is the view. This is what I'm going to hear. This is what I'm going to see. So you do that in the stick. I don't care if you're running a started or a junior. Walk over there. See what the dog is going to see. Look if there's anything to see. Is there a gunning station that's visible or is it not? Where, how visible is the bird? Where does it land? I, on the beginning things, do that. I do that to this day. I go and I just look and see what it is. So I really feel what the dog is going to feel out there. I don't judge it. I don't get worried. Because um, it, it just doesn't help. Worrying only hurts me. It doesn't help me. Remember on game day, it's 100% mental. So if you have all this negative stuff in there, that's what's going to expand and grow and take over and all that stuff. So we're done training, right? We're just running the dog. It's all our mental game. And so you want to keep it all with merely reality, merely the truth of what's out there. I also would suggest don't go up there and go, this is easy. My dog can do this. That because your dog hasn't done it yet. And there may be factors of which you are unaware. So go see what the setup is. Watch what's happening without judgment and look at it, right? And don't be engaged in conversation. Uh, uh, you know, just don't. If we're talking about you want to do well. Let's, let's get going in this stuff. Then go out there and do this without engaging with other people. And before I continue to the next thing, I want to bring up a very important point. If you're doing this, if you're concerned on game day when you're going to go run your dog at whatever level, is that you want to impress people or you're very concerned about what other people think, you are in trouble. Now I know I'm talking to a lot of people 
A lot of people. They, matter of fact, maybe the biggest thing for them is if they have a good day, what everybody, oh, you're, you did so well, or Lil Fluffy did so well, and everyone's very concerned about that, right? And it, I don't know why. That particular phenomena does you no good at all. You know, the day after, then just jump into that all you want. But on game day, when you're looking at this, if your biggest driving force is what everybody's going to think about you, you need to make some extreme mental changes because that does not serve you at all. It makes you worried and concerned and it brings in a lot of in things from outside that are not useful to you in executing this particular series. And you know, it never does any good for you at all. If you go do a good job and your dog does a good job, people will be impressed. If you go and your dog doesn't do a good job and you don't do a real good job, most people don't care and aren't going to notice. And I don't know if some of the newer handlers or more insecure handlers have ever figured that out, but nobody really cares. I don't mean they don't, they, they have nothing negative, they have nothing. They're just, okay, you're done, now it's my turn. They really, very few people are that interested in what you're doing. Unless you're to field trial and you're beating them, then they're not happy. But in the, in the hunt test world, most people just don't care. So you're all nervous and worried and so-and-so, the pro trainer's behind you and you really wish that they thought you were really good and you're, all, you're handing all your power over to somebody else and not keeping it for yourself to do the best job you can with your dog. So that, that's the most factual thing I've ever said to anybody. Please do not do anything so that other people think certain things about you. If you do really good work, they will think very positive things if they notice. And if you don't do good work, they probably won't notice. So <laughs> you need to just leave that off the grounds and pick it up later if it's important to you. But you need to go out there not worrying about impressing people or what other people are thinking or trying to look as good as everybody else in your club or your training group or with that breed of dog or whatever it is. Go execute. Like those Olympic athletes, they're not going out there going, I wonder what Latvia is going to think of me. They aren't doing that. They're going out there to do their job as perfectly or as fast or as accurately as it can be done. And that's the same thing that we need to be doing when we go out and we perform and compete with our dogs. So put that aside. And if, you're, if that's your main drive, you need to really work on that because that never, never, never helps you. It only hurts you. So it's game day, right? Your goal is not to impress everybody, but to do the very best job that you can do. That's all you can do, right? That's it. You can only do the very best job that you can do with this dog or with these dogs, the dogs that you're running. That's your goal, that simply. And so to do that, you want to study the test before you take the test, just like in algebra class. So go watch the test. All negative energy, all criticism, all ridicule, all gossip, all chatter is 100% detrimental to you 100% of the time. So go watch it, preferably alone, see what it is. Look at the details. I didn't say, I remember, I didn't say analyze it. I just said observe. So what's the first bird? Which is the second? which is the third. Do they always land in the same place? Or is this kind of a, is it a little bit wilder than that? You know, where are the blinds? 
Do you have depth perception issues on the blinds? Do you need to look at something past it to find out so that you don't, you know, not see the little orange ribbon if there is one or not see the correct green bush? Go out there and make sure you have developed whatever it is to know that your dog, you see everybody else, their dog is 30 feet deep, so their depth perception is difficult. So make a plan how to keep that from happening. Maybe there's something, as soon as they get even with that log on the left side, that's where it is. Doesn't seem like it, but that's where it is. So you sit there and you, like a doctor, you just methodically look at these things and see what those are and watch them. Watch several dogs. Watch a lot of dogs if you need to. But without the chatter. It, in other words, engage in the test, not the social environment of the time, unless that's why you're there. If that's why you're there, you don't be listening to my podcast. I'll bore you to death. But if you're talking about being serious, leave the social garbage out of it. You know, and if, you, if, if you're in the holding blind and ever, oh, hello, Henry, I haven't seen you in such a long time. Say, hey, let me talk to you when I'm done. You know, it's that easy. If you're sitting there getting in your game day thing, thinking the thoughts, getting the negative stuff out and engaging in what needs to be done, ask people to leave you alone. I've done it my entire life. And people understand. So any, who cares if they don't? <laughs> because you're not there to socialize. You're there to go do this stuff. So break this down. Not, not in a critical way, in a just factual way. This is the order. This is what's happening. Look at the line. You know, have they made it clear where I can be? Or is there, is, do I have some fudge space there? Where do I want to be? Where's the spot my dog can see things best from? You know, just how should I walk out of the holding blind up to the line? Should I go to the right? Should I go to the left? Do I have a choice? Find out. Just sit there and break that down like it was important. Like every little piece of this you are going to be have control of and have be just the way you want it to be so you and your dog can go do what you normally do. Okay, none of this is involving your dog right now, right? If you get this nice and clear in your head on each series, and then after you look at it and really feel like you kind of got a hold of it, right? It's particularly if you're fairly new, but I don't care if you're not. Go back to your vehicle or somewhere. Go back at, past everybody else and sit down and run that series two or three or four times. Run the series. And I mean all the way from getting out of the vehicle, putting the leash on your dog, walking to the first holding blind. How are you going to walk? That's that bunch of chatty people over there. So kind of get, get around them a little bit. Get over to the holding blind. Get to the next one. You know, <clears throat> I always say if a dog is blowing up out there, running, a, you know, something just really bad happened, don't watch that. And I mean that. Do not put that into your head. Here's this dog that switched and went to all the marks at the same time and then picked up the hot blind that wasn't anywhere close and the the no here screaming from the line and all. don't watch that there's that has nothing to do with you and the job you and your dog are going to do so don't watch it even if it's somebody you like to see fail don't do that it's not good for you and that's what we're talking about now so map this all out in your mind how you're going to do it i'm going to walk out on the left side the bird rack is right there i don't want them to get a big old nose full of 12 ducks while they're going to the line, so I'm going to go on this side, and I'm going to point them this way, and I'm going to, and then you, you know, t whenever you take your leash off in the holding line, envision the bucket you're putting it in, right? Tuck it in there. Well, walk out, walk out in your mind. Sit down. 
Watch it go off, especially if you're the nervous type. In your head, watch the first bird go off. You know, is it a winger? Picture the winger sound. Picture the, the gun sound. The bird hitting whatever it is. Is it hitting water? Is it hitting, what is it hitting? Picture that sound. And then a second or two goes by. And then the next one goes off. Picture that in your head. Okay, all, all the bits of it. And then the last bird goes down. And then they say dog behind you. And then you do what you do. If your dog is getting a little crazy, you tell him to sit. Whatever it is you do. And then do you put your hand out. Whatever it is that is normal, run that through your head. And your dog runs out, gets that bird. Go through the whole thing and then the blind. All right, I got to stop him when he's just to the right of that log because he's just close to it then even though the ribbon looks like it's way further back. Run the blind. Run the other blind. Then honor. What are you going to do in the honor? Which way are you going to face them? You can't block them. Don't do that. Don't intimidate them. Don't stand over them. Teach your dog on honor to sit there and not go. All right? And then have them sit there and not go. Be good sportsmen about this stuff. And thank the judges when you leave. Good sportsmanship. Kind of dying. Let's bring it back. Thank the judges. You know, whatever. Uh, ask the honor dog if they're ready when you come to the line. I don't even see people doing that anymore. When you come to the line and there's an honor before you get up there to signal or before you signal, ask the honor dog if they're ready. You know, good sportsmanship, good energy. Good energy helps you a bunch. If you're not a polite, I love everybody kind of person, do it because it's still better for you to do that than not do it, to put that kind of good energy out there because your dog will feel that. So run that through your head and then, oh, you did it pretty well, handed the last bird to the you know to the judges did your honor turn how do you get back to where you're going all right and then do it again and depending how nervous and how hard it is for you to articulate that much detail then do it more if it's difficult for you until you have run that series you know I don't care ten times at least two or three and it's very very clear in your mind then when you go to the line with your dog one, you've already been there a lot. Two, it's familiar. Three, you already have a rhythm established. And you feel far better to that dog than if you had not done that. And when you're more relaxed and you are more engaged in them and where they're looking and what they're thinking and you're completely aware of that, when you go up there like that, they feel that, they are more confident they are more relaxed and more capable of doing the best job that they can. So the kind of preparation that any competitor, really good competitor, does is exactly what you need to do here. I know we're all doing this because it's fun. And we're all doing it because we love dogs and we love the, the hunting thing. And we, we're all doing it. Some of us do it because that's how we make a living. But we aren't doing it, we don't hate it. <laughs> we, we, we make a living this way because this is very enjoyable. So we're all out there doing that, but we're paying a lot of money and we're training a lot and we're taking a lot of time. So if you're serious, which tend to be more who I get on here, then invest in your own state of mind and your own preparation like every other serious competitor in the world does. And it doesn't seem to be emphasized very much in this world. And I don't know why. Because it is no different than, than 
when I went to the line to run my first Ironman. You know, I'd never done that before. And it was huge and daunting. And I didn't think of all the things, like I could drown, I could get hit on my bicycle, I could have a heart attack and fall off the road. I could, all of these things, I didn't think of any of those things. I just thought about, all right, I got all my gear on the right way. I have all my gear ready for the other stuff. I ran it through my head, I prepared, you know, and then game day, you just think about the simple, single things that you're doing. And we need to do that in our hunt test as well. And when you are that way, okay, your dog is that way. If instead you go to the line, you got a good dog, they're trained really well, and you, oh man, you saw that guy that you hadn't seen for three years, and he's the best guy, and remember he really helped you with find a puppy one time, da, 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 and your mind is on that, and then you're, you saw the Bray I know, and you have a lot of confidence in your dog because they always see stuff, and you walk up to the line and kind of sit down, and, and you don't have that intense focus like that Chinese diver. <laughs> You don't have that. You're just kind of out there going through the motions, trusting your dog will just do what they're supposed to do. Just like that little Chinese diver didn't go, I know what I'm doing. I've done it so many times. I'm, she was so invested in that moment in time and what was happening. And when you run dogs, if you are invested, totally invested in that moment in time and what that dog is thinking, and you two are totally connected versus uh, you're just hanging out for dear life and the two of you are not maybe doing the same activity at the same time, then things happen that you don't like and then you get upset and then either you don't like running hunt tests or you don't like your dog or you don't like your training group or you don't like whoever gave you advice and the real problem is is that you didn't go in there fully connected with your dog, fully invested in that very moment. And when I say that very moment and it sounds crazy, but it's not. You have a triple and a double blind and it's a you know a walk up or an honor or whatever it is. You got all this stuff, right? You can't be thinking that stuff. The first thing you got to think about, you're in the holding blind. Where does my leash go? Which way am I walking out? Which direction am I, because you already ran all this through your mind, am I going to face? All right. Now you know your part. Now you need your dog to see all three of those birds. So do what you always do, hopefully very subtle, to make sure that your dog sees the first bird down, stays on it, sees the second bird down, stays on it, sees the last bird down, stays on it, waits to be sent. You know exactly what they're thinking, you know exactly what they saw, and you know exactly after you're released when to send them. Right? When you're fully invested in them, you're not worried about the blinds, you're not worried about the honor, you're not worried about who's, you got to honor crazy Frank who's coming in behind you. you. You just stay fully invested in each moment. And when you do that, ladies and gentlemen, your dog does that. And when you do not do that, your dog does not do that. And it really comes down to something that simple. But it takes practice and it takes intention to get that focused, that you guys are focused together and it's like one being carrying this thing out. So this is a lot for my clients going into, you know, and a lot of people running the Triple Crown for the Pointing Lab stuff, Master National, all that stuff's coming up. Um, and in the end on, on game day, it's all mental, all mental. You're just like that Chinese diver. 
And if you've done the preparation and you can fully engage in the incident, you can be as successful as you and your dog have ability to be. And I think that's the goal for all of us. So kind of, you know, different way of looking at this kind of thing, but I think it works really well. <laughs> so I offer that. Uh, and I wish everybody a lot of good luck. I hope to see a lot of you at the Triple Crown. I'm going to be there, the Pointing Lab stuff. And for everybody else, keep up the good work. And uh, G and I will be back soon.